There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? No. I'm afraid I don't understand. What, what, you... what Dr. Schaefer? Our Dr. Schaefer? Oh, Dr. Schaefer, the one who's always grabbing everybody's... Was he sick? I don't know what you're talking about. Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Schaefer's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay? You let a woman beat ya, huh? You little tiny nothing! Why did you move closer to me? I don't know. I... I guess I want to be closer don't to Don't, Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'm Peter Fonda. We've just finished making a movie dealing with the most talked about subject of the day. LSD. LSD. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. But maybe that's a good thing. Well, you're always saying that the best comes when you really don't want to be doing yeah, something. Yeah, we're just going to... I don't say that. You do. I say... It's a thing. No, well... Mostly fine. about me singing Grangor, but... If that's what you need to happen, I will play the role. <laughs> <laughs> I do say this. You do say that. Oh, about Grangor. Okay, and focus, and... I am focused. I'm ready. Uh, Keep telling yourself that. What are we... We're doing reviews. We are. But hi. Yeah, hi. So, this is a decade Someone's under the influence. <laughs> and we're doing a four-movie review today. Um, yes, in I the time that uh, we take a week off... And we still watch movies, but we do not uh, podcast them. And these uh, are movies we have deemed possibly not podcastable. Right. They're, they're, we could be wrong. They're questionable, and that's and that's the thing. At but least we're gonna one offer of these movies that we're going to review today, I'm interested in podcasting for sure. Oh, and I know which one it is. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, uh, some of my best friends are, right? Yeah. Do you want to start there? No, okay. I wanted to start in order, but I mean, I'm no order's to great. Like, I'm totally fine with order. You cannot eat candy. Okay, so in order, it's um. That's my cat. Which sorry. is a, a 1970 film, and by a general rule, we don't really, I don't dip into 1970s because they're usually too hippie, and they're too. But this one I liked, uh, I guess more in theory. There's so many science fiction movies that like, over time, you're like, it's great, and then you watch them. This was Beneath the Planet of the Apes, the second installment of the planet of the apes movies and uh the last one with charlton heston where he was like i'll do it but in my contract i have to be in it for only 10 minutes and i get killed so i don't have to do any more of these fucking movies yep and that's what happened and not here is a brief synopsis go <laughs> not only will you kill me you will kill off the series god damn it they um, didn't they no, made, i know they didn't they made three more and uh one of them the fourth one is my favorite the conquest of the planet of the apes right podcast coming soon yeah so um it picks Con. it picks up with um not charlton heston uh following charlton heston severely not charlton heston right <laughs> is that what you're saying like it's, yeah it's like, okay. 
Uh, the, People could be like, is that Charlton Heston? Is Charlton Heston a lot younger all of a sudden? Uh, he so, wishes. So his spaceship, not Charlton Heston's, follows Charlton Heston's spaceship through the fucking portal uh, that took him to the future. Uh, he lands, goes through basically the same thing that Charlton Heston does, uh, runs into the same characters who helped him, does like the worst job of escaping like three times in a row, um, runs into a, a gal that Charlton Heston also yeah, ran into. The gal. Well, because yeah. she thought it was him, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It kind of looked like. Kind of maybe. The also only other talking man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course she has no speaking uh, role in it. I mean, they no over time the humans don't speak and they're like not given any education. So right. Like they're just slaves for like what eight hundred years or is it eight thousand years? It's got to it, be thousands of years. I think so. I mean, because the concept is um yeah. Humans have developed from apes and then apes developed from humans. Right. Whoa. Whoa. And then the Statue of Liberty. No. So then, uh, <laughs> of course, that brings us to him uh, escaping and then meeting up with Charlton Heston. And they come up with, they meet the people who have worshipped the bomb. Yeah, like get to the cool part because I love that part. You don't love that <laughs> Which is funny because we part? watched it where, after where THX one one three eight and has the same actor and I did not know that. Oh yeah, he like I mean like deep down in my insides I know it. Yeah, exactly. You're just like I, I chose these movies together, obviously. Um, so the hologram from THX one one three eight. Yeah, and plays he, a what? Oh, he plays one of those. The, they blink and they can control. So it kind of ruins the whole concept of the original Planet of the Apes. Right. Because these people have lived underground and they're super smart. They're almost like the Telosians of fucking Star Trek where their mind powers, because they can like hurt you with their mind. They've developed their mind powers. It's a ripoff of fucking Star Trek. It is a ripoff of Star Trek. What's hey! <laughs> what's <up>? Writers! <laughs> what's also weird is it, like, he is always hurt by what's happening with their, you know, their, with their brains, but the, the apes... They're like, eh, it's scary and we're afraid of it, but once we ride through it, we're fine. Like, you can't really hurt us. It is severely better as a memory. Yeah. Because I remember watching it and being like, okay, it's not Because I remember liking that really cool firewall effect, right? Yeah. It's super cheesy, but it's like... Massively okay, cheesy. Just, <laughs> the whole wall. And then, doesn't Charlton Heston or the other guy... Oh, Charlton Heston, does he kind of falls through time or something? There's a portal involved or something. No, he just walks through it. There's no portal. He's walking through. A we nu- see him it's, disappear. It's, he does yeah. this like. He, go, he well because he g- tries to. Lean oh, because they fire. have that covered, so you can't see where they live, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So it's also kind of cool, but the like worshiping of the bomb is fucking cool. Yeah, and it ends on a down note. Yeah, because they, it, spoiler Boom. alert, they blow up the bomb. Yeah, it, yeah. After killing off not Charlton Heston and Charlton Heston, they uh, they blow up the bomb. And kind of, and that part really confused me because he's like, "Oh, don't fucking do it! Don't use the bomb, you fucking bomb worshippers!" And then they're like killing everyone. The apes are killing everyone, and he's like, "Well, fuck it! I guess we're gonna blow up the bomb." (coughs) Fuck you, Doctor Zayas. (laughs) Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. Yeah, I don't really have much else. I got nothing. Ready to move on, but what do you think? Yeah. Uh, Do you want to score it? 
That was my fucking, I almost said rainbow in the dark, but my reading rainbow. Rainbow in the dark. <laughs> Tell us, <laughs> listeners or listener, what do you think about Beneath the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, super interesting. We wanted to have out. a sci-fi day and be chill, and I was like, dude, I fucking love this movie. I still love it because it's been a few weeks, <laughs> but if we put it on again, I'd be like, kind of fuck this movie, maybe. <laughs> but it's cool. Oh, and the fucking song. It's like backwards, our father, or something, something weird. Oh, it's not something. backwards, but it's like, it's really weird. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. church feeling. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to. It's, it's like their thing is in a church. So, I mean. Take a lot of drugs yeah, and do enjoy that. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Um, a lot of drugs. Let's see what I rated it. I'm going to give it a five. You talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five. It's a movie. Um,. There's parts what? that I like. There's parts that I don't like. I mean, some of the cheese was fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. It would be. This is a phenomenal background movie at a party. Like if you have a projector and like you're doing a DJ set and you put up like beneath the planet of the apes, like you, you'll score some points. It'll be cool. People will like it. It won't come up because I spelled beneath wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> not coming up. You fucked up. <laughs> Learn how to spell. Man. Uh, 1970G, an hour and 35 minutes. Here, enjoy this. The sole survivor of an interplanetary rescue mission searches for the only survivor of the previous expedition. He discovered a, discovers a planet ruled by apes and an underground city run by telepathic humans. What? Written by Hago. Hago. Uh, it gets 6.1. Dominic gave it an 8. <laughs> I have a severe <laughs> love of sci-fi, which you know, so it's one of those, it's sci-fi. Oh, your cat is going to fucking fucking It's okay, owe. I got a thing. Okay. And like, since I've seen it real fresh, maybe a seven, but I'm not going to a five oh or a six. Uh-uh. You're out of control. Directed by Ted Post. The fucking not uh, child intestine guy is James Frank. Franciscus. Franciscus. Died in 1991. All right. You can enjoy this. Only at 57 years old. Oh, I haven't read it. I'm reading it. Oh, my God. You know what else he was in? Right. Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Oh, no. He was. There was. Who was he in Jonathan Livingston Seagull? Was Was he he Jonathan? Jonathan? I don't think he was. But. um, 200 miles an hour. I'm almost there. I just went past it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, just says voice. What? That's fucked up. But was it the voice of Jonathan Livingston Seagull? Yes, he's Jonathan. It says it. That's phenomenal. Love it. Okay, so you, you guys got that going for you. I love Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Save the fact that seagulls were harmed. Like and that doesn't. Totally ruins it. But if they had made that in animation, I would be watching it right now. Um, moving on to, now I forgot it, uh, Fun with Dick and Jane. You got to give me some cues on this one. Well, first off, this was uh, after we did, uh, which hasn't been released yet. Who's killing the great? Because it was George Seagal's like eighty second, eighty third, eighty first birthday, yeah. and George Seagal is a seventies uh, superstar. Oh, absolutely. And like, I don't understand his charm, but I understand it more than like Walter Matthau or Jack Lemmon's charm in yep. movies. I think I think he is one of the, and you you've made this point many times that sometimes. <laughs> You just hit your marks, 
and you do your thing and you show up on time and you don't cause a big stink and people are like that guy's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. One of the yeah, it's a it plays a big part that he was probably very easy to work with. And sometimes people even say that in interviews. He was like, I was never late. I, I remember an interview with Polly Shore where he said this. It was like, people think I'm a fuck up, but I'm always on time. I'm always friendly. I'm totally professional. You know. Right. And they would go on MTV and be like, "Woo, we's the juice." Ooh, ooh. <laughs> he's That's such a, a stoner idiot guy, but he's like, "Yeah, but I also show up and do the job." Uh, and this was so I, I've been looking at it. A fun little with Dick bit. and Jane. I love this movie. Yeah, this was they made a remake. A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I remember like 2005 wanting, remake. Wanting to remember. Uh, uh, that's not necessary. Don't even talk about the remake. You Jim brought Car- up the remake. But that's it. I brought up the remake. Done. Jim Carrey. Bleh. Oh, Jim Carrey's in it? Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry. It was when they were making like remakes of kind of mediocre films. And I wouldn't necessarily call it because they made a remake of The Fog and shit. And I was like, John Carpenter is so many better. Uh-oh. <laughs> did they, did we, there are cats here that are hell-bent on destroying equipment, which is one of the main purposes of cats. Yeah. At my home, I have rare records, and that cat has since passed, but that cat lived to be almost 20 years old, and she <laughs> loved to destroy your rare punk rock records. Yeah. I made a little bit more space on the table, so hopefully that'll <laughs> appease him. So this is uh, this is a fun movie about, uh, well, I guess the, the horrors of capitalism in a way. Where yeah, it's like they had to get, like, you know... M- Middle class white people, but they couldn't afford everything that they wanted. And well, there he's a he's an aerospace engineer. There's some finance for like, issues. <laughs> uh, I think they're they're doing either like space stuff or ballistic missiles. One of the two. I don't know. Yeah. James Bond is in it, and I love James Bond. They cut they cut the budget, so they fire him. Um, mm-hmm. And he is like maxed himself out. He's like has no credit anymore, any of that shit. And so like immediately they they basically transition from like very well off to like how are we going to pay for anything um, yeah and was there some healthcare stuff in there too i can't remember god damn it's been too long uh anyway skip ahead so they have to rob banks yeah so yeah they try a lot of things most of them don't work and he decides that he's going to rob convenience stores or something or convenience stores and then stores and then banks. Some of it is just like we're having fun in our marriage still because she kind of like goes along with it. That's my memory of it. Or is it kind of yeah. like, I know you're going to fall flat on your face. And I mean, I'm coming with you. They're like nice and supportive. I don't think it's supposed to say that they have a bad marriage. It's supposed to be kind of a fun movie, but I think there it does touch on some pretty heavy subjects. Right. There's some great there's actually some phenomenal scenes in this where he makes a friend uh, because his oh I like that guy. Yeah. His, who is he does like yard work for him or something like that. I don't remember who he is. And, oh, no, he worked in the building. He's one of the cleaners and he gets laid off as and well. There's Something about yeah George Segal kind of being cool to working class people like it was never like shitty. And he walks him through like all the bullshit of how to get food stamps, how to sign up for TANF, how to do all these different things, and how That's not to fuck true. it up. And he does fuck it up because he's like a stupid fucking liberal. Yeah, but the guy's like a friend with him because it was something about how like you never like talk down to me or something. Right. So, and they become friends. I remember liking that a lot. Yeah. Like that, you said, there's like little things that I like really like. That part is, is excellent. And him walking through social service and like trying to be like important and like 
I'm not one of these people. I'm like this. And, and the people at the office are like, <laughs> get in line, idiot. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> it's kind um, of what, what Picard is going through right now. <laughs> oh. Um, Picard, because he's being like, did you mention my name? Like, no one gives a shit right now. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to skip basically everything else and just grade this because i don't have a ton to say about it it is a it's a fun movie it is worth your four bucks um yeah well said i gave it a seven which is maybe a little too high no way uh but it covers like i said uh well like we said it covers like the whole like horrors of capitalism and safety net and and all that jazz. Um, well, something and about it's fun. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and I think there's there's the scene that sticks out for me in this movie uh, that I don't know. I, tell me your thoughts on it. When he goes into the bar to do the original robber, and he pulls up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to a bad part oh, of no, town." No, I wasn't even gonna forgot about that. <laughs> and he walks in, and it's a it's a black bar, and oh yeah, Ed McMahon's his boss. Everyone in there is uh, a person of color, and he walks in with a gun, and he's like, uh, and then just- I don't think it was about race. I think it was about, like, we're not shocked by your gun. We're just staring at you and waiting for you to get it that we're going to fuck you up. Just turn the fuck around. Right? Like, this ain't the place. It's not happening. Well, and the guy in the bar- There's no money for you here, because we're going to fucking- Do you remember the guy in the bar who turns around to the, the bartender, and he's like- Man, oh yeah, what's wrong with this that neighborhood's guy? really gone downhill. They've got to bring in white guys to rob us now. <laughs> oh, that is good. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, Jane Fonda was like super political, still maybe yeah. slowly coming out of it. She was married to Tom Hayden, who was one of the original Chicago Eight defendants, and um, like, so I feel like you know, it's a safe bet that you're not going to get super horrible scenes. It's not. The safest bet in seventies film, but a pretty safe bet that yeah. you're gonna do okay. And they they got some nuggets in here. It gets six point five, I gave it a seven. Oh wow. This is our Siskel and Ebert moment where we both like agree. I something. would almost give it an eight in hindsight, because I feel like I need to see it again. because again there's there's stuff in it. So like like you said, worth your four bucks. Yep. Tell us what you think. And uh, moving on, uh, next would be Some of My Best Friends Are. Some of My Best Friends Are is a phenomenally interesting film. Well, to start, uh, here in Portland, we have Movie Madness. And, you know, since I moved to town, uh, how I got involved in Movie Madness is uh, in 1995, someone was like, they have a copy of Let It Be. And uh, there was a punk band that played on the roof, and they were like, Oh, we did this because of the Beatles, and it was a movie you couldn't get anywhere. It didn't exist, couldn't find it. Moved here. Someone said that they have a copy of it, but you have to put down a hundred dollar deposit. I Whoa. rode there on my bike with my hundred bucks in cash. <laughs> got an account, rented the movie. It was fucking good. Also, Dole's dishwash, dishwater, also really good. It's hard to explain. Did you have to put the hundred dollar deposit down? Did yeah, did. Once you've rented twenty times, you don't have to do deposits anymore because they trust you and. Blah, blah, blah. But I was saying, like, you know, they're known for having hard to find and, and rare videos. And, you know, there was there's a there's I still have a huge list of movies that like you just can't get either. They 
copy doesn't exist, some weird licensing thing, or it's too political, you can't see it, which is totally happening. Um, and some of that stuff is not ending up on YouTube. Attica documentary, I'm looking at you. Right. Uh, and, you know, there's there were a lot of, like, you know, movies with gay content that were made that didn't exist. And now a lot of it is props to Amazon, which strike me down, Lord. Uh, Amazon. We better get an Amazon check at this point. This is because well, like I listened to the RuPaul podcast, and RuPaul's like, "Oh, s- check it out! So many of these B and what what she calls like D movies are coming out on Amazon, and this movie that like I thought would never be released is suddenly on Amazon. So we watched it and uh, continue from there. <laughs> yeah. So this is a phenomenal movie that takes place in uh, Greenwich. I would not uh, say phenomenal. Uh, well, I mean, whatever. There's, I mean, pa- there's pain. There absolutely there's is so, pain. So, I mean, it, yeah. but it's it, the whole thing is in a gay bar, and it's not accidentally in a gay bar. It's not like, hey, you stumbled into a gay bar. Like, the whole thing is about a night, Christmas Eve or Christmas, Correct, in a gay Christmas bar. Eve. Um, and I stumbled upon it because it was Rue McClanahan. Was yeah, Rue McClanahan. It was her it. birthday. Uh, she sadly has passed away. But a great body of work, and this was one of them. She's in it. And also, before you continue, and I do desperately want you to, uh, but uh, <laughs> Gil Gerard is in it. Well, because I, I come in, and I was like, dude, it's got the guy from Buck Rogers. It's got the guy from WKRP. And by the guy from Buck Rogers, you mean Buck motherfucking Rogers. Yes. And fucking the woman from the Golden Girls. And there might be another one. But anyway, go. Yeah, it's <laughs> 80s TV, like, uh, 70s who's TV. who? And Buck Rogers dipped its toe in the 80s, yes. Yeah. Um, so whole night at the night at the gay bar, starting from open, to cl- and it ends with close of, of the bar, and it's like just one long evening. And it, it kind of goes through the gamut of things that you could expect, that, uh, you know, like payoffs from cops, the mob, mob involvement, that, I mean... That piece was massive, right? Because like it just it's, it's explicit in its like coloring of that. It's like these are the folks that run run gay bars because they're willing to do pay off cops. They're willing to deal with the, this group of people and get money. Cops, yeah, well, we putting up signs all yeah, over the place. We read the fucking uh, Stonewall book uh, mm-hmm. together. Yep. No, it sounds weird, people, but it's not. Uh, we used to read books. Uh, and we still can't. Let's say we still do. Yeah, why not? <laughs> still read books, but maybe not as a group. But we still could. But Stonewall, a book about Stonewall, was one that we read, and it seems like they found a way to get it on film. That sign was was phenomenal. It really was. And I mean, just the, and then the they showed it setup. too. The fact that there had to be a woman in the middle. I know, just like kind of dancing around in the middle by herself, holding her shoes, like this is my fucking job. And it wasn't a movie. Now, I mean, this is. 19 fucking 71 boom yeah which is i mean it's it's phenomenal that it takes all of that stuff on and puts it in a film there's everything in this i mean there's people coming in who think that they're gonna hook up with a woman because like they're talking like the the waiter there is has a very like femme voice um and he's been like talking to a man who he wants to hook up with and the guy's the piano player too yeah there's a piano player who is maybe by but like says he's he's straight and uh there's it, still some pain involved there's, there's a lot of pain involved there's a lot of pain involved but it's not an inaccurate portrait of the time i don't think 
No. No, not at all. And it's important. I've, I would say it's very important to watch. And kind of riding on the coattails because Boys in the Band made money. Yeah. It was a play and they made it into a movie. Trigger warning on this. There is kind of a horrific trans scene in this. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, the whole thing is a... But I mean, you know, if you look at history in the eye, you're going to get a black eye. Yeah. Fucking, you know, and I feel like it's important. But, yes, but that's something just to know when you go in. Like this, this movie is going to have that for sure. Um, and I, and that's, I mean, that's exactly to your point. Like, I think it, it's calling out something about those bars in particular that, uh, people don't really want to acknowledge a whole lot, but it's super true. Even, even with Stonewall, where there was a lot of like trans, uh, trans girls, especially who, who went mm. to that bar, yeah. you know, they just want to walk like, uh. Water them out and be like, eh, it's not really part of the like. They talk about that pose movement. too. Yeah, and so it was happening in the nineties. The pose takes place in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, woo. Rue McClanahan is great in this movie. She's just sort of like the swinging like lady who grabs up gay guys that she finds and like they all dote over because she's sort of glamorous. Yeah, she's great. Buck, I don't know. WKRP guy is not good. No. Solidly terrible. I mean, you know, he might have hit his marks and showed up on time. I mean, he was fine in WKRP. I have fond memories of being a child and remembering him like talk about how it's hard to run a radio station. But uh, what happens? He takes some drugs, and is he like no, in the closet? He, he, or something? he gets too drunk, oh, way too drunk. But I mean, that, I remember that scene being like, "Ah, stop!" Yeah, right. What does he do? Oh well, yeah, he's he involved. Beats up the the girl. It's terrible. Oh my god! And he keeps trying to fucking. Ugh. Spoiler alert! But yeah, I mean, I do highly recommend that, that you watch scene it. But is you're long and it's hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, like, it, one of the things that stands out to me is, like, no one's standing up. No one's doing anything. Um, which I wonder about that choice because it seems like hmm. in other bars and other situations, especially reading Stonewall, uh, yeah. that folks were standing up at that point and were pretty fucking... There's a little bit of standing up, but not nearly enough. Not enough. They were trying somehow. To, uh, I mean, it's also happening really fast, but yeah. Right. Uh, but Rue's great. She so she she's kind of she's kind of her own planet, where she like grabs like other th- people and pulls them into her thing, and like she's got a gravity about her is what I'm saying. Um, and she brings boys to the gay bar, and they like hook up, and but they hang out with her for a while, and like become comfortable being there. And it's she's like a she's great. People diss on her in it, and they call her a, a fag hag and all that jazz. Huh. But she's phenomenal in this, and she's just like one of these like kind of pure people that just honestly cares. Um, and there's a couple people in this I don't movie. Remember feeling like that, but some of it. Well, I wouldn't go that far. It was my perception. I thought she kind of sucked, actually. I don't remember that. Mm. Maybe I don't want to remember that. I, I think know. I gave this movie an eight. We're gonna watch it again because you're right. Maybe we should podcast this. Yeah, I did give this movie an eight, and oh. it's well worth it. Is Paul Blake the guy? I didn't like the one guy who's having the conversations with the guy on the phone, but he's not telling him yeah. that he's gay, and then he shows up. and But, I mean, like, you know, 
it's bonk bonk over the head about how these people had to live in fear and they couldn't Absolutely. be who they were and there's like self hatred and suicide funny, though, and because like that guy and then the guy's waiting around way too bar. long yeah it was fucking weird and he's like when's this hot lady gonna come meet me at this gay bar and you're like fucking get it uh huh okay he doesn't he has eventually run out of the gay bar. Oh. Hooray. Forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's. I didn't look at what I gave it, but I probably gave it an eight. If I didn't, I probably should. Right. Uh, What's the last on? one? The Hot Rock. Oh, The Hot Rock. Uh, hey. Robert George Seagal. Redford. George Seagal. What a team. And the other guy. The guy from Hot. Not, not from Hot Cops. <laughs> no, but yes, the guy from Super Fucking Cops. <laughs> Directed by Gordon Parks, which is amazing. This is this one's amazing. Directed by Gordon Parks as well. No, 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 no. He's in Super Cops, which was directed by Gordon Parks. Oh, okay. I was like, this is directed by somebody. I think it's directed so by Peter weird. Yates, who's um, you know, directing the movie we're going to be <laughs> oh, podcasting yeah, right. shortly. It is Peter Yates. Yeah, Hot Rock, baby. Um, what was Hot Rock about? That is a great question. Uh, 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 you're the remember guy. Go. No, I can give it to you. Do it. Hot Rock is about a con who's getting out of jail and who's immediately picked up by his brother-in-law, who is a, an aspiring lock picker. You help uh, form it in my mind every time. Who's putting together a crew because it's a heist movie. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so he puts together the crew and they're stealing they're stealing this rock which has been uh I have such i have such a vague memory of this movie it's funny and like you're helping so much what i remember is <laughs> it being really hard to lift that fucking thing oh that's yeah, what yeah, i the remember case, the, case the lifting scene but yes please continue because there's there's more oh no th this is this is a kind of ridiculous heist movie what? because the, the heist goes really quickly and then they have to do it again and again. Oh, yeah, it's like an anxiety again, dream. All these again. problems. Oh, my God. Lead to more problems. Yeah, it was, it's just oh. kind of ridiculous. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah, but um, <laughs> our show is always going to be super spoiler alert. I hear that in so many podcasts. That it's just like they're talking about the show, but then at times they remember. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, definitely if you're listening to our sh show, you're going to hear a lot of spoilers. That's just how it is. The Hot Rock. <laughs> uh, because uh, at the end, there's uh, an ant on your cup over there. Your cup right. of coffee. I just don't want you to drink the ant. I'm not gonna drink the ant. Um, what you were saying though? Sorry. I don't even remember. Do they get the hot rock? There's something about. So you remember the the hot rock is a piece. It's an artifact. Oh yeah, because the guy, the like fucking guy some, from uh, some African country from uh, uh, the fish that ate. That ain't pit, 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 Pittsburgh. Steve. No, it's not him. It's someone. No, it's Zero Mostel. It's some famous actor who's like conning. He's the lawyer or dad. He's the dad and He's lawyer. The dad, yeah. Of uh, the guy from the Muppet movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, Basically, they yes. robbed this place. They can't steal the rock. The they get caught in the middle of heisting the the diamond. The guy instead of getting he rid swallows of it, it. hiding yeah he swallows it. Should have been up his butt, but the movie was like well couldn't go there. At I the mean, time. It went up his butt. It just went up the butt the other way. 
But there wasn't one line where it was like, well, why don't you keep eating it? You know, or why didn't you? Mm-hmm, we don't talk about that in 1970. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in Pulp Fiction, yeah, it's like in, he's in the POW camp and he keeps the, the wristwatch up his ass for four years or something. Right. You can do it. You can do it. Fucking do it. Um, yeah, I didn't love this movie. It was Remember when they were hired? They were hired by like this like kind of political guy because it belongs no, to Africa. Hi- yeah, yeah, they're hired by like a diplomat. I thought it was from about a, like it needs a, to go back to the African people. Absolutely, that is. And then they what kept requesting about. more money, and yeah, they're gonna be paid twenty five thousand. Do these right the after we watch them? Cause no this, way. This should be called vagueness. <laughs> I remember there was Robert Redford was there, <laughs> and G- <laughs> they, 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 George the, the, the diamond yeah. kept just being a little bit further out of reach. So. Yeah, and every time that they almost get it, it's gone. And this is crazy to I me. I like the ending. Did I, you I like, like the, the ending? ending a lot, yes. I thought I was fine with it. I didn't. I, I was fucking cool. I was glad the movie Robert was Robert Redford over. is hot. Yeah. This, it all, you also get some gratuitous Robert Redford no shirt on. Mm-hmm. Uh, which hot-ass Robert Redford. No, I have a real question about that, though. What? He only has hair on his like oh on his God, boobs. That didn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother the two me. Two of you were like. I just want to know if like, cause like I have some weird like body hair like gross stuff. Like, does he only get chest hair on his like pecs? It was striking a blow against the fucking body image. Maybe I mean maybe does he shave like his uh, his lower chest? I don't know. Hot Rock, nineteen seventy two. I gave this a six. Gets a six point eight. I gave it a seven. Well, we make the average, apparently. Um, yeah, this was, it's a worth it. Oh, wow. It won an Oscar nominee for what? Guess. Because it's weird. Writing? Best editing. Oh, really? Yeah, got a nomination. Fun heist movie. Yeah, this is a, f- it is a fun heist movie. Crichton's World says. Let me, let me tell you, if you have laundry to fold and you're like. Oh, it's wh- better than. What is a good movie to fold this laundry to? Hot rock, baby. Hot rock. Dortmunder and his pals plan to steal a huge diamond from a museum. But this turns out to be only the first time they have to steal it. That's it? You're done? That's not a good thing. That's kind of it, though. Man, Huggle reviews fucking all these fucking things. Let's hear it for Huggo out there. <laughs> His is longer. A bomb maker. Oh, yeah, the bomb maker guy. The explosion scenes. Bigger. Bigger, yeah. Still bigger. I like that. It, it's Yeah, that's also the guy whose dad ends up fucking the whole thing up. I kind of liked the lawyer guy. Well, because wait, who that's the fuck the bomb was he? Because he was amazing. He was kind of a takeover of the show. Oh, and the guy who died really young... Um, and was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was in it. And the guy from the Star, one of the Star Trek movies. Mrs. fucking Garrett of the Facts of Life is in this movie. Oh. Everybody. Mosca. What's, who's, where's the guy? Oh, well, anyway, I guess we're done, yo. Wait, the, the lawyer? Oh, yeah, you know who's in this fucking movie? Do y'all remember? Ashes and a sleep person. Well, I do, but I don't know if a sleep person does. You do remember? 
These amps go to motherfucking oh, 11. Fucking yeah. Christopher Guest is in this movie <laughs> for what? 22 <laughs> seconds, but still. He's in it. Spinal Tap fans unite and will watch the hot rock. <laughs> and pay attention. You can't just be folding laundry or you will miss Christopher Guest. Yeah, there he is. This hot rock goes to 11. You're right. It's zero Mistel. That's what I fucking said. I know. You, you did well. Did well. You did well with Christopher. <laughs> What's his name? Zero Mistel. How do you name your kid Zero? Or is that like a, a, a taken name? I, I like it. Great. He's in the movie of uh, Fiddler on the Roof or just the Broadway. I don't remember. So those are our reviews for those films that we barely remember. Um, please. And he was a, a, a victim or a survivor of uh, not HUAC, but. Um, well, yeah. Was he? The, the fucking the McCarthy. The McCarthy shit, trials, yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he went through it. Wow. There's that other movie that talks about that where all the actors are people who went through it and you won't watch it because fuckhead is in it. Uh Woody Allen's in it. Yeah, fuck that guy. True, but the movie is important. I'm not dismissing cuz it's fine and I'm also just upset at Woody Allen for being who he is. Yeah. Because I feel like it's a very important movie. It's a great story. People who made it didn't know. We may watch it someday. We yeah. may not. We may not. <coughs> at least it's not it's not something he directs, right? He just acts. Correct. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> I bring it over and <laughs> it was a, a hard nope. Yeah. <laughs> cuz he's on the box. He is on the box. On the, nope. We <laughs> <laughs> didn't direct. Nope. <laughs> well, it's, it's just fine. It's, 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 it's fine. It's just damaging to even see someone like that. Someone who's like such a predator and such a known predator. It's like, no, not doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's tough because uh, there's a few Woody Allen movies. I mean, people are more than one thing, and yeah, he that's made, true. He made some movies that I really like, and movies that like showcase uh, women, especially interiors. I love interiors. I love the script. My mother did not like it. My mother <laughs> called it super self-indulgent. <laughs> I love watching movies with my mom. <laughs> and I told my mom how to listen to this podcast. So if you're listening, she's no. there's no way she's going to make it more than three minutes into any of our podcasts. <laughs> but uh, this is disgusting. Love I'm you, mom. Love you, Mary. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's call it there. Once again, this is a decade under the influence, but you should know that if you're listening to this. Um, please connect with us on Twitter at a decade under the one. Um, find us on Facebook at a decade under the influence, or not at a decade under the influence, but look look at look that a up. decade under the influence. Yeah, you'll find us. Um, I just posted about now I can't remember his name. I'm thinking of Charles Napier, uh, the guy from Star Trek and the Blues Brothers, but it's not. Oh, Charles Durning. Yeah, just Charles had Durning. a birthday, and he is phenomenal character actor, and he's in uh, everything. Uh, no, but he's in uh, another great gay movie. Um, because the guy was a member of the Gay Liberation Front and then r robbed a bank to pay for his uh, partner's uh, sex change operation. You're almost dog there. Dog, dog Day, day afternoon. afternoon. Well, I'm yeah. there. I just got a, something froggy in my throat. <laughs> <coughs> and it was a journey. But, yeah, he's so amazing in that, and he was in so many movies. So many movies. Great, uh, great character actor. <laughs> right. He's one of those guys who always plays, like, almost the main role. He's not. Yeah, he's he's just Be always there. Before we leave, just to get this on the tape, and some of you may know this, there's a Patton Oswalt uh, 
bit. Do you remember this? No. Where <coughs> Patton Oswalt talks about getting invited because he was he's a character actor and also a comedian, getting invited to a premiere of something, uh, you know, a, a party, and it was like a, one of the Batman movies or some shit. It's not important. But there was a whole huge buffet of food, and no one's touching it because in Hollywood you're not allowed to, you know, eat stuff. And plus, he's talking about his own personal issues with food, and you know, it's fucking horrible. But then um, another character actor, the guy from fucking Rambo, whose name I can't remember. Oh. You come into the, you go after John Rambo. You're not gonna, that guy, no. the other guy. I mean, I think maybe he's talking to that guy. <laughs> Fuck, Brian Dennehy. Ha, oh, ha, ha. yeah. And like he's looking at the food. He's feeling shame. He's feeling like two pounds of shit in a one pound bag. And then Brian Dennehy is eating everything in sight because no one was touching this buffet because all these actors have to be like super thin. Uh, but then he turns to Pat Oswald and he says, Character actors, huh? Am I right? No one gives a shit if we're fat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the size of this comment, but like, if you watch especially these 70s movies, all of the character actors you are allowed to be any weight they want. Yep. And all of the women and all of the, not all, but a lot more women than men, uh, you know, have to have this like Perfect. terrible body image, like need to eat something, you know. Right weight and stuff and it's horrible horrible and sad but it's just it's also funny that the character actors are just whatever it's fine i'm digging in yeah it's okay you just have to be the auto mechanic or the teacher or the astrophysicist you know <laughs> it was just interesting to me you might you might want to edit all of that honestly <laughs> it makes you look more respectable on film <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to let you go. Today, we're actually t taping another one, which hopefully get we, we can put out soon. Um, After what we are we watching victory today? Up. Peter Yates' movie, the director of The Hot Rock. We're watching Breaking Away for yeah. my b -b -b birthday. Woo! Happy birthday! It's not until Tuesday. Yeah. Don't sing Voices Carry. Okay. I said till Tuesday. That's the group that sings Voices Carry. Amy Mann? <laughs> I'm just letting you go. This I'm is I'm all fun. punk rock and I know Amy Mann. Because <laughs> she what? Because she did a video and a song with Rush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye. <laughs>